1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. My name's Chris Biederman. I cover the 49ers for the Sacramento Bee. We have a very special guest today. It's Mike Sando of The Athletic, talking quarterbacks. He's one of the most plugged-in reporters in the league. Um, if you guys aren't reading his uh, his QB tiers stuff that he does every year, he basically compiles the, the tiers and ranks all the quarterbacks based on how the league views them. So he talks to GMs. Um, and, and he comes, his opinion comes from a, a very informed place and a guy who's covered the NFC West for a long time uh, with ESPN before going to the Athletics. So we talked to him about what he's hearing about the number three pick, what he thinks the pick is going to be and uh, and some other interesting topics in, in our 20 minute conversation uh, about the, how this draft is going to go. So uh, let's dive in.
0: This is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. Kittle in Denver territory. Kittle
2: is going to go. Touchdown. Bosa's got him in a second back inside the 30-yard line. Nick Bosa drops Aaron Rodgers for a 13.
1: Alright, what's up everybody? Welcome back to Candlestick Chronicles. I'm Chris Biederman. We have a very special guest with us today, recording this on Tuesday morning. It's Mike Sando of The Athletic, one of the most plugged-in reporters we have in this business. Mike, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it.
2: Good to be here, kind of uh, reconnecting some of my NFC West roots here. Covered the NFC West for a number of years with ESPN, so yeah, I followed the 49ers.
1: Yeah, and so what I, I, you do some of the some of my favorite work um, at just of anybody because you are so plugged in and, and you're able to get really honest evaluations from people who make these decisions. You talk to talent evaluators across the league for your quarterback tiers piece you do, which is which is always a must read. Um, and uh, I think recently you published a. Uh, Sort of what GMs are saying is, is how they think the, the top 10 is going to shake out in this draft. And obviously the 49ers with a third overall pick are really at a pivot point, I think, for, for just kind of everybody in the league. And so, you know, we had Peter King on the podcast last week and I, I started the conversation like this. And I, I want to do the same with you. I, I think two things are true when it comes to Kyle Shanahan in that he had success with guys like Kirk Cousins and Matt Ryan. And Matt Schaub. Um, but Shanahan said in December, too, the way he evaluates quarterbacks is always sort of evolving. And so obviously, you look at those sort of contrasting viewpoints, and that would speak to, you know, if he wants a Kirk Cousins type, it's he's targeting Mac Jones third overall, or if his viewpoint is evolving, like he said it is, and potentially could be here with with this pick. Do you like like which one do you subscribe to when it comes to making this pick because if it's if it's the evolution part that says Justin Fields or Trey Lance whereas if it's him sticking to his guns and what's worked in the past it's Kirk Cousins.
2: Yeah, I think it's probably more sticking to the guns. I mean, we don't know for sure. We don't know what he actually think his view of people other than Mac Jones could be different than what it is in in you know, everybody's uh draft rankings and all that sort of thing. But I think you go by, you know, what we know, and I, th- I think one of the comments in my piece that I did in The Athletic, um, you know, where I had a GM predict the top 10, um, holds true. And, and and that is the fact that he hasn't overvalued or highly valued the physical traits of quarterbacks in the past. I don't think that's suddenly changed because we know that he even wanted Cousins when he was with San Francisco. I mean I think he's said that publicly, right? I yeah. mean it's like a it's a known thing, right? So when we're talking about evolution of our thought and stuff, I I believe that people are evolving, but do you think he's had a complete evolution in the last 18 months? You know? Do you, so yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he, and I'm not saying that he thinks Kirk Cousins is the greatest quarterback or that's he'd want to have, but I believe firmly that he would have rather have had Kirk Cousins than RG3 in that draft in 2012. The owner of Washington wanted them to take Griffin, and they did. But I think that they thought, uh, Mike and Kyle Shanahan, that Kirk Cousins was probably better as a quarterback. Uh, Doesn't mean they would have taken him second overall. um, But I have divided this decision into two separate parts. Like I think there's the part of the trade up, and I think that's independent of how we or anyone else values a quarterback and whether that quarterback's worth taking there, right? Because I don't think they thought they could have a chance if they're at 12. That's the trend in the league of all these quarterbacks going so early, even when they're not great. Jared Goff's, Carson Wentz's, right? Mm -hmm. These guys weren't amazing talents where we're like, oh my gosh, this is unbelievable. I think you mentioned Peter King. If you read his column this last week, he had a pretty cool note about how Like from whatever, 1980 to 2000, the first quarterback off the board averaged being like 14th overall. And now it's like one or two, right? Right. It's not that there's all these way greater talents necessarily. It's that people know they have to get up high to get one. So I think that while most of us would say, oh, you don't trade up to number three and give up all that to get Mac Jones. I I agree with that. But you trade up that high to get a quarterback who might be Mac Jones. (laughs)
1: right you know what I'm saying right yeah totally and one thing I'm looking at at that piece right now and you said um you know a lot of people assume around the league that the 49ers will take Jones even though few seem to think Jones should be the quarterback selected in that slot so elaborate on that if you could for me just just the gulf between Mm -hmm. or the 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 thinking of Jones will be the pick but a lot of people also think that Jones probably shouldn't be the pick. Why is that?
2: Yeah, that Jones isn't as physically talented necessarily as Justin Fields and Trey Lance, uh, and that if you were if we were building consensus in a organization, the upside of those guys uh, might carry the day in a long-term decision, um, whereas in a situation like the 49ers, it may be less of a consensus, right, because... Kyle Shanahan's going to have an outsized role in determining who plays quarterback for Kyle Shanahan. Um, Obviously John Lynch is the GM there, but I don't think that John Lynch is going shopping for quarterbacks. You know, do you? you? No, no, I do not. (laughs) I do not. So that's how you can get there. It's like, hey, what do we have to do to get up there to get one of these guys that I want? Okay, well, we can't go to, if we go to eight or nine, then we're in the mix with Carolina and, and Denver and any team can come up ahead of us, right? So yeah. how high do we have to go to get a quarterback? Well, we maybe we can't get to one and two because those guys are going to be picked. But all right, we get to three, we can get one of these guys as opposed to screwing around and getting to six and then someone comes over you. And, you know, Atlanta ends up taking Justin Fields and somebody comes up for Mac Jones. Denver comes up five picks. You know, I think they just said, we're not putting ourselves in a position. We're not screwing around. If, we, right. if we're we going to go up and get a guy, even if he's not worth that on everyone else's board, that's where we have to go to do it.
1: So I I, I think the context of where the 49ers are at with their incumbent quarterback situation is, is worth noting. And I'm trying to figure out how much that plays into it, right, because – there could be this, you know, there could be this thinking that Kyle Shanahan wants his guy. Um, he's going to trade up to get him and whatever happens with Jimmy Garoppolo is just secondary after that. Right. And, and so that might point to getting a guy who's quote unquote more pro ready or somebody who could start potentially week one. And that seems to be the consensus. It would be either Mac Jones or Justin Fields, whereas Trey Lance is more of a project. Um, do you think? the the team-building aspect, like the idea that the 49ers could stick with Garoppolo and then rehabilitate his trade value? Because from what I gather, it doesn't seem like there's a very robust market for him right now in a trade, but that could potentially change if the 49ers get a full season from Jimmy Garoppolo and he plays at a similar level to what he did in 2019 or better. Do you think that's going to factor into this decision and say, hey, we could get a guy, stash him, and then rehabilitate Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe get a first round pick for him if he plays well. Or do you think Shanahan's just like, I'm picking my guy. I'll figure out the Garoppolo stuff later.
2: Yeah, I think it's the latter one. I don't think that that, you know, short period of time would be enough to take, to be, to tip the scales unless he, they were, he was absolutely couldn't make up his mind and, and they were tied in his mind, which is hard for me to believe. I would think he would have somebody that. Um, you know, and I'm not saying I know that it's Mac Jones, you know, I I just, uh, I I think that it could be and people in the league, a lot of people do, um, think that it could be. So I think the Garoppolo situation comes down to a couple of things. Like number one, like you said, I don't think there's enough trade value for them to just unload them right now. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you haven't even had, while Kyle Shanahan has, you know, been around these quarterbacks, he's had his hands on them in different times, these drafted quarterbacks, I mean, I don't think you really know until you get them in your building like how ready they're going to be, right? And so I don't think there's a real advantage to moving Garoppolo unless someone's offering a great deal, a great trade, which doesn't seem to be the case. So they're sort of in the middle. There's no like looming bonus coming up. They don't have to guarantee the whole deal. You know what I mean? There's no Mm -hmm. real cost other than a salary cap cost, which they have planned for, for him to be on the roster right now. I have wondered in my mind, like, What it could mean for, um, for later, because if I'm Garoppolo, and let's just say they pick whoever, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, one of these guys, and then, you know, we get into June, if there's camps of any kind or something, um, and now it's like, wow, this guy looks great. If I'm Garoppolo, I'm like, you're sort of worried that you could be the odd man out late. I don't know that they would cut him, but they may try to pinch him on his contract, that sort of thing. Is there a number for Garoppolo that makes sense that would be a guaranteed number for this year? Could there be some kind of an adjustment? I don't know, but I think those are all things you worry about after you get your guy if you're Kyle Shanahan.
1: Yeah. So, you know, in talking to, you know, people in the organization, um, it, it sounds like to me that, Kyle Shanahan has kept this thing very close to the vest in that a lot of scouts and members of the coaching staff don't know which direction the 49ers are going to go at quarterback. And even that, you know, they, the, in the big scouting pre-draft meetings, they're not even doing the quarterback discussion because that's, that's solely Kyle Shanahan's decision. And, and I'm assuming Mike Shanahan um has, uh, has some saying that is, I mean, is, is that the feeling you're getting that, all, that this buzz about the 49ers taking Mac Jones is coming from outside the building? Or do you think the 49ers are talking to people and, and that's sort of generating uh, this, this buzz that's coming about?
2: You know, I would think that uh, there's some people who are talking to people in the 49ers building who think it's going to be Mac Jones because they know Kyle, that sort of thing. That's what I would think. I think it's people knowing Kyle. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they've had discussions with them about quarterbacks in general, you know. Maybe they've maybe before they knew, e- maybe even last season they've had discussions with them about the quarterbacks in the draft or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then now you're suddenly there at three and everyone's um, you know, buttoning up their mouths, but there's they you have a feel. That's what that's where I would think it'd be. I would I would sure think it's a small circle of people. You'd think John Lynch should be in on that obviously at the highest levels of the organization, right, with uh, the ownership would have to know what they're going to do. And then, yeah, I think you're right. It's probably Kyle Shanahan, Mike Shanahan, a very small circle, um, you know, who, who really has to know when he's the one getting the quarterback for him.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast.
1: just last season's passing numbers uh, around the league and just looking at, you know, yards per game, quarterback rating, QBR, and just doing quarterback rating, it you know, it starts with Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, in order, Josh Allen, Ryan Tannehill, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins, Tom Brady, Derek Carr. Really, like, the first five guys are all sort of guys that have these quote-unquote traits, right, like athleticism, big arm, you get to Drew Brees at six, who is sort of the the traditional pocket guy, not the big arm, then Russell Wilson, then Kirk Cousins and Tom Brady. I just, you know, I, I wonder about just the idea that, well, you just got to get the guy that processes and and that's the most important thing. And I agree to an extent that, that that's what Kyle Shanahan wants. But it seems like the, the league is going the other way. And I keep coming back to the idea of, you know, Kyle Shanahan's stated goal is to win multiple Super Bowls. So looking at the the type of quarterbacks he's going to have to go against in the playoffs um you know in the in the NFC and then potentially if you get to the Super Bowl it's probably going to be Patrick Mahomes or maybe Josh Allen or somebody of that ilk when it comes to talent and I just wonder if a coach as progressive as Kyle Shanahan is going to say I need a quarterback to compete with those guys or with him is it all about just the confidence he has in his system in that, hey, if I just yeah. get somebody who executes my system flawlessly, I can win that way.
2: Yep, yeah, I, I think there's an element of the latter for sure. It, okay. Supreme confidence. I think he is a needle mover in terms of an offensive coach and play caller and schemer and all of that. Um, I don't think that means that he wants a under talented guy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I but I don't know that Mac Jones is so untalented that he couldn't be in that mix, right? I mean, frankly, we don't know how good all of these guys are going to be. Uh, exactly how they're weighting it, and I wouldn't. I'm not locking in too strongly on that it's Mac Jones. I, I mean, that's kind of what I hear from people in the league who are also somewhat guessing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it really wouldn't surprise me. I guess it, it it wouldn't surprise me if he took one of the other guys. I think he has confidence in his system either way. I do think that most of those guys who uh, most offensive coaches do really value the ability to. Uh, process a great amount and do what they want done, okay? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've been around, you know, my first years of covering the NFL, covering being a beat reporter, I was covering Dennis Erickson, Mike Holmgren, you know, really good offensive coaches, especially Holmgren. And there's a uh, value put on it. Now, that said, Mike Holmgren was in Green Bay, and they drafted Brett Favre, who was a total loose cannon. You know what I mean? And it was all you could do to rein him in. But Ron Wolfe was also um, – a very empowered GM who made that trade. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if would have Mike Holmgren done that, you know, on his own? Cause we're now sort of looking at that type of a situation without Ron Wolf there.
1: <laughs> yeah. And
2: it, you, I know when I talk to coaches in the league, sometimes when you talk to coaches about quarterbacks, you learn as much about what coaches like as you learn about the quarterbacks, you know. And so what Kyle likes is going to really play into this unless he's able to separate himself from that uh you know maybe sitting there big picturing it with his dad and others that he holds in high regard and they say you know what i've justin fields or trey lance can do that stuff just as well and they're more talented we're going in that direction i think there's only one way to find out and that's on
1: draft day because no one's telling us yeah um so and we'll, we'll get you out of here on this um you know, I, I think it, it seems to me, and I, you know, I've been covering the 49ers since 2013, so I haven't been doing this as long as, um, you or, or a lot of other people, but just thinking back and doing a little bit of research, it just doesn't seem like this seems kind of unprecedented, right? Like a team with Super Bowl expectations or at least playoff expectations picking in the top five, um, to get a new quarterback. Is there any scenario that comes to your mind that you could say is analogous to this just from that standpoint like a contending team that wants to win a Super Bowl this season but is also doing uh is also going through a transformational shift at the quarterback position?
2: That's a great question. See, if I had that question an hour ago, I would have probably looked it up. I'm trying to think of <laughs> off the top of my head, you know, who were good teams that brought somebody in um I, I mean, the Chiefs did it with you Mahomes. know. Here's an, here's the idea. Yeah. Well, how about the Chargers when they had Breeze, but he had been injured, right? A much more serious injury than Jimmy's had, but he but the injury concern was a real issue. I mean, it was a bigger, way bigger issue than it is with Jimmy because they didn't know if he would throw well again. But they took, um, you know, they ended up with Philip Rivers right. um, as a top, you know, a high pick, top five pick, um, and that would have been in '04. So I think they had been a. They had been really bad not long before that with the Ryan Leaf fiasco, but I think they had been decent there um, with Breeze and and fashioned themselves as a team that, you know, could be going places. You know, when we talk about the 49ers that way, they have one season in the last six years where they've won more than six games. Right. And yet it feels like they're winning nine, 10, and 12 every year because they went to the Super Bowl one year. So, you know... Are they? I guess their they're over, over-under they're over win total was 10, so I guess that is the expectation. But maybe they're not necessarily a championship team as a team that just needs stability at that position to realize what they have on the roster and doesn't think he can get that from Garoppolo and didn't w- wasn't able to get or didn't close the deal on a Stafford. So here they are. Like, how do we do this? We have to do this. We can't go two more years guessing with what we've got. Let's just go up and get it. It's going to cost us... Look, if we want the next Stafford, that's two ones and a three. You know what right. I mean? Let's just go get a guy who we think can do this, and it gives us someone who's probably going to be healthier and more available, and let's go, because the clock's ticking on our roster, and we haven't won enough here.
1: I know I said that was the last question. I have one more quick one for you, um, because you are, you are so plugged into the league, and, and particularly the NFC West. Who are Who's the quarterback you think the – the teams in the NFC West do not want the Forty ers to take. And who's who's the quarterback you think those teams do want the Forty ers to take? Oh wow, that's a really great question. Um, <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> that's a great question.
2: So maybe Maybe they would feel like Trey Lance is furthest away being raw, and that if they took that, it would be a nod towards the more distant future, and maybe that's the direction you'd want them to go. It's a great question, though, because I don't think anyone's, like, totally afraid of whoever they get because they're not getting one of the top two guys, right? Sure. I mean, if they were getting Trevor Lawrence, that would be a real thing. I I think when you look around the division, you go, okay, Russell Wilson's good, and he's probably going to be there at least this season. Stafford, pretty good. You know, what's he got, three, four more years there maybe? Five years, I don't know. I think the jury's out on Kyler Murray. So, um,
1: yeah,
2: I, I don't know who they're completely afraid of. Maybe none of those guys are afraid of. They're afraid of Kyle <laughs> Shanahan having a good quarterback, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I th- I've said over and over, and, and I sort of came to this conclusion um, this Sunday night after, the, uh, after they made the trade, after spending all weekend diving into these guys, and I do think it's going to be Trey Lance. Um, because of the upside and the potential to sit him. And then, you know, I, j- I just keep going back to the fact that Kyle Shanahan's dad coached John Elway. And, and you just think about that skill set and what it's going to take to win multiple Super Bowls. You need that elite guy. So if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I'm banking on upside. Um, but, you know, I mean, my opinion doesn't matter, uh, and, and it's just funny because so many fans in the Bay Area are so against the idea of Mac Jones, and I get it because I just don't see yeah. it with him. I think it's more like Matt Leinert, but, um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it, are you, are you leaning to the pick being Jones just based on what you're hearing? Yes. And, you know,
2: once it's not Jones, you know, I'm not going to hear it from anybody going, oh, it wasn't Jones. You know, nobody really knows. I mean, that, to yeah. me, it's just like, don't, don't overthink it. You know, that, that's kind of what people thought initially. And think would fit with them, and I don't. I'm not going to pay attention to a bunch of noise for two weeks going up for the draft to talk me out of it. I, I, I'll leave you with a story. So when I was first on the on the beat covering the Seahawks 20 years ago, I'd doing my mock draft the night before the draft, and I uh, it was not quite 20 years ago, but I think I had their pick being Marcus Trufant, cornerback. They ended up taking him. Well, the night before I talked to some plugged in reporter, you know, he's like, Oh, that'll never happen. I just talked to these four <laughs> GMs. There's no freaking way. And I changed my pick. They took true fun. You know what I mean? So yeah. like on the Mac Jones thing, I think I don't have anyone else talking to me out of it enough from what we had. So I'll leave it there. And I'm as excited as everyone to find out who it is. I think the, the 49ers must enjoy this power because who, who cares unless they're trying to unless they have something else in their mind, like they're gonna somehow trade up to two right, and they're keeping a bunch of stuff quiet, and that's the reason for it. Maybe that would be the ultimate surprise in the end
1: yeah um i i'm I'm writing about Zach Wilson over the next couple of weeks before the draft, just or I guess now that it's just like what ten days um just because I do think that you know as as much as people are saying Wilson to the Jets is done. The draft is weird, and you never really know what's going to happen. So, um, but Mike, that's that's a great note to finish on. Really appreciate your time, um, everybody. Check out Mike Sando's work at the Athletic, and uh, Mike, keep up the great work. Thank you so much for being here, and uh, hopefully, we'll talk soon. Thank you, Chris.